Hello, hello. Welcome to Become a Calm Mama. I am your host, Erlen Childress, and this is the podcast where you learn how to become a calm parent and raise emotionally healthy kids. And I wanted to talk today about emotional health and also talk a little bit about the process of self-regulation. I want to talk for a few minutes about emotional health, what I mean by that, and then the process that you will take your children through so that they can become emotionally healthy adults. I teach these classes called, you know, it's like the emotionally healthy series, right? So we've got emotionally healthy kids, emotionally healthy middle schoolers, and emotionally healthy teens. And when I define emotional health, I really talk about it in terms of emotional literacy. Emotional literacy is really the ability to manage our emotions. And when we can do that, when we know what to do with our feelings, then we can activate emotional health. We can move towards greater and greater experiences of emotional health. Emotional health is not always feeling happy. It's actually more about how to know that you're feeling happy, how to know that you're um, feeling sad, how to be aware. Emotional literacy is I know what I'm feeling. I know how to talk about what I'm feeling. I know what to do with my feelings. And then compassion or empathy is the ability to help someone else manage their emotions. So when we break down emotional literacy, I know what I'm feeling. I know how to talk about it and I know what to do with it. The knowing what to do with it is really the biggest thing that I help moms do with themselves and then helping moms and dads parent their children so their children learn what to do with all this messy stuff that's inside. We all have an emotional life. We all have, you know, experiences and stimulation in the external world that we are responding to all of the time. So, You know, if you're a little kid and your mommy is on the phone talking to someone or looking at their phone or working and you look at your mommy and you want her to pay attention to you, which is a valid desire and she's not able to, which is also valid, you might feel sad. You might feel a little bit uncomfortable. That feeling, you might feel unsafe and when you don't know what to do with that feeling, it shows up in behavior. That's why I always say feelings drive behavior. Now, there are times where our feelings kind of get ahead of us. Like they become so intense, so overwhelming, or our our external stimulus, whatever's happening, our circumstance, it feels like we're in danger or it feels like something bad is going to happen to us. When our brain interprets that situation as dangerous or we experience it as dangerous, we can be flooded with a lot of big feelings. So what does that look like when you're a little kid? We call it a temper tantrum. We call it a meltdown. I call it a big feeling cycle. When a an adult gets overwhelmed, we say they're losing their shit, they're in freakout mode, they're a hot mess, whatever. So we have these words to describe this overwhelmed state. And in 
psychology, I'm not a psychologist or therapist, but I do do a lot of studying about it. And what is what that is called is dysregulation. So our brain has these, you know, chemicals that we get flooded with when our stress response is activated. And the purpose of those neural chemicals like adrenaline, epinephrine, uh, cortisol, dopamine, all of those different neurochemicals that you've heard of, what the purpose of it is that they're there to cut off thinking so that we can respond to our environment with and do it fast. That's the idea that our, our dysregulated state is there so that we can respond. And that's the purpose of, of, of stress and dysregulation is to move us to action. But in that process of action, it looks like off track behavior. It looks like misbehavior. It looks like a kid who's wild. It looks like a kid who's out of control. It looks like a parent who's raging. And I want to help you see that that behavior is really just somebody who's struggling to manage their emotions. They're doing their best to move through their big feelings. They're in a dysregulated state and they're doing things to regulate themselves. So that process of self-regulation is what I want to talk about. I want to go into depth a little bit more on how we regulate ourselves, how we go from a dysregulated state to a regulated state. I recently read this book called What Happened to You. We'll link it in the show notes. And it's by Bruce Perry, um, who's a PhD and a doctor. So Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey. And she sort of interviews him and that's the structure of the book. And the purpose of the book is to really help people understand how trauma and, you know, adverse childhood experiences affect us in our regulation, in the way that we process our emotions. And it's it's an incredible book. I highly recommend it. And what he talks about is the three R's of regulation. And I think it's really helpful for you as parents to understand that when your child is dysregulated, their behavior are, those are tools that they're using to cope with the overwhelm. So sometimes we see kids, you know, screaming, crying, kicking, punching, threatening, yelling. Some kids run away, slam the door. Some kids go into internal shame spiral. Some kids do all of those things, right? So their behavior is their, really their, um, their attempt to regulate themselves. Now, a cool thing that I'm not going to talk about too much in this episode is the concept of co-regulation. And it really is the process that children especially use. They use someone else's nervous system. They borrow an adult's nervous system or an adult's calm, um, calm emotional state. And they Uh, you can help regulate someone who's in a dysregulated state if you're calm. So it's kind of a cool process and I'll talk about it in another episode. But what I want to talk about really specifically is this idea of regulation and the three R's of regulation. So the first R is rhythm. The second R 
is relationship. And the third R is reward. So I often teach when you are in the pause break as a parent, right, that you need to move your body and move your mind, right? That's what I talk about a lot is that you probably need, you're in an activated stress response. You're dysregulated as the parent when you're yelling at your kids or you're, you know, lecturing them or grabbing their bodies. You get dysregulated as the adult and you are seeking regulation. And one of the things I teach is how to move your body to go jump up and down, to go wash your hands, to drink some water, to fluff some pillows, to fold some towels, to, you know, do the shimmy shake where you put your hands in the air and, you know, you know, shake all the way down, um, stomp your feet, like all sorts of things that you can do to, um, regulate yourself. The other thing I teach you is how to offer self-compassion. That is really the second R is really about relationship and how self-compassion, being able to put your hand on your heart and say, Jesus, this is really hard. I'm very overwhelmed. These kids are a lot. This, I'm having a hard day. You, Your self-compassion is really you being in relationship with yourself. It's you calming you, which is super cool. So when you're moving your body, you're doing rhythm. When you are re, uh, self-coaching and offering yourself self-compassion, you're in relationship. That's the second R. And then reward is kind of the things that we do to distract ourselves. And typically we distract ourselves with something that's going to give us a little dopamine kick, right? Maybe we go eat some sugar or we go, you know, scroll on our phone for a minute and trying to kind of get something from Instagram or TikTok or whatever. We're going to learn something. We're going to pop our brain into a a reward-based system. Or we go to tasks as parents. I think sometimes we regulate ourselves by getting something done on our checklist and making that really important. Like, oh, I can't play with you because I really need to send this email right now. Or I really need to, you know, get dinner prepped. Or, you know, I'm, I'm doing the laundry. I can't play with you. And I want you to see that when you are doing those small tasks, that Yes, they're necessary and all of that, but they might be actually what you're doing to calm yourself, to calm your nervous system, to, to regulate yourself. So I am sharing how adults regulate when they're dysregulated using the three R's, do, using rhythm, which I always think of as movement, using relationship, so, you know, either self-compassion or you call a friend or sometimes we go to the internet, we go to those Instagram, we go somewhere because we're seeking relationship or reward. We do small tasks to make ourselves feel better and then we move on. None of those things are wrong. They are all good and healthy and great. I want you to have a lot of awareness about yourself in that process. I want you to notice, huh, I am doing this because I'm dysregulated. I am, you know, shaking my hands or moving my body or pacing or stroking my arm or putting my hand on my heart. Any of those behaviors that you're doing with your body, I want you to build awareness and think, oh, look, <laughs> oh, look, hello, dysregulation. Look at how well you're doing at calming yourself. And when you bring that little awareness to the moment, 
and you see what you're doing and you go with an intention to calm yourself, to regulate, then you will have it go faster. That awareness brings intention and then intention makes the result happen quicker, which is really, really amazing. That's when I, when, you know, emotional literacy, I know what I'm feeling. I know how to talk about it and I know what to do with it. When you are aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it, then you actually calm yourself much faster. Isn't that great? So that is how it works for adults. Now for kids, they also get in dysregulated states. And what they need is support from the adults around them. They need someone to help them learn to self-regulate. So what does that mean for you as the parent? It means being calm, being in a regulated state yourself. That's why calm comes before connect in my program. You cannot help your child through their big feelings if you are struggling with yours. So it's okay to always take a pause break. And then what your children need is they need you to validate their emotion. And this is something that's very difficult in the moment is to figure out what the heck they're feeling and then to validate it because you're probably thinking you shouldn't be feeling this way. It's not that big of a deal. You're getting this consequence because of your own behavior or you should know better. And we look at their behavior, we're judging their behavior, and then the feeling that's driving the behavior, we're judging that too. That's why, you know, compassion requires us to get out of criticism and to get into the mind of and the heart of the other person. So it's hard to do. But just saying, ah, you know, you're doing this with your body. This is the connection tool. I see you screaming. I wonder if you're really overwhelmed or are you overwhelmed, right? You can, you know, Say you have to leave the birthday party because your kid, you told your kid, you can stay at this birthday party as long as you don't, you know, keep going to the snack table. And then they go to the snack table again and they've got like a giant cupcake in their mouth. And you're like, looks like we have to leave. So you turn to them and you say, hey, we're leaving because I don't want to have to worry about you continuing to get, you know, snacks from the snack table. And then they're going to start crying, right? They're going to start getting dysregulated. That's why we avoid consequences is because we don't want to go through this dysregulated state. But going through the whole process with compassion and then coming on the other side and having your kid say, oh, I understand. I really shouldn't have, you know, gotten snacks. Like I want to stay at parties, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to take too many snacks. That's how they learn. You can say it 14 times. Don't, don't eat the snacks. Don't eat the snacks. Don't eat the snacks. But learning happens through experience. But when your child is experiencing the negative thing, the bummer, the result of their behavior, the impact of their behavior, they are going to be upset and they might get dysregulated. So we're going to validate their emotion. Of course you're upset, honey. It's hard to leave a party. Of course you're sad. You love being at football practice. Of course, yeah. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be mad at mommy. It's okay to be, or older kids, it's okay to be angry with me. It makes sense. It's okay. So we're going to validate that emotion and then we're going to listen to their complaints and then we're going to offer ways to help them manage their big feelings. 
So what can they do with their big feelings? That's always such a big question. The now what? So if you want to think about the now what being those three R's, that will be really, really helpful for you when your kid is dysregulated to think, what do they need? Do they need to move? Do they need rhythm? Another way you can bring rhythm in is bouncing a ball back and forth or you know, tossing some pillows around, turning on some music, looking at a fountain, looking at fish, right? Anything that you're kind of watching rhythmically can help, listening rhythmically can help, moving your body rhythmically can help. Having that feeling of like, that's why little kids rock or just think about a baby, like how we soothe them. We shush them and we shake them up and down and we rock them side to side and we contain them in that little bit of a compression and that is soothing to their nervous system. That's the same thing for older kids and for adults. They need soothing to their nervous system. So that just means offering them a way to to soothe themselves. I like to look at a kid and see what their, what their natural intuition is to soothe themselves. Is it hitting? Is it eating candy? Is it running away? Is it, you know, throwing things? Is it kicking? Like whatever their body is naturally doing to, if you could see that behavior as a form of regulation, then you can say, oh, you want to hit? Hit this. Of course you want to hit. We're validating and we're offering an alternative. Of course you want to hit, hit this, hit, hit hard. I'm going to hold this pillow. You're going to hit it really hard. You want to spit, you want to kick, right? So we're going to continue to offer our kids alternative ways for them to do what they're already doing. Your child has so much internal wisdom around self-soothing and self-regulation. Sometimes the strategy they're using doesn't work. It's not good for the, doesn't work for the community. Works for them, doesn't work for the others. It might feel really good to take, you know, a sippy cup and hit my little sister on her knee over and over and over while I'm in the car. That might feel really, really good. Think about how rhythmic that is. Like taking a sippy cup and going or poking or whatever. Like, oh, you feel like hitting something? Here, you can bounce that on your knee. You can bounce that here. You can take these two, you know, straws. Let me give you two pens. Click them together. So we're going to see what our kid is doing, recognize it as a form of regulation, and offer another alternative. So the, th- the three R's, rhythm, relationship, or reward. So what are those other ones? How are those available for us? Thinking about relationship is really just having this person who is kind and compassionate. It's so confusing as the parent because we're like the person who said, no, you can't have a candy. And then we're also the person soothing the child when they're upset that they can't have the candy. And it can, it can feel like you are two different people in that moment. And you are your child's regulating adult. And you are also your child's a responsibility builder adult, right? Like you're both and you can hold both together. You can say, I'm saying no and I have compassion for you that you're upset with my no. 
This might sound easy, but I know for those of you who are in my programs and and have or been listening to the podcast and you're like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. It is really hard, isn't it? To sit in your child's discomfort, especially if you are the reason for it. It's like your brain breaks because you want to comfort your child by solving their problem. You want to just, okay, fine, have the candy. And then tomorrow though, I'm not giving it to you. We like add that little threat for tomorrow. So we give in, we rescue, and then we kind of, you know, kind of threaten them. And all of that is to soothe our discomfort because we don't like to see our kids be sad. We don't like how they, how, how they feel when they're upset, how they act. Also, it's very dysregulating to be around a person who's losing their shit. When your kid is freaking out, it's really hard to stay calm because amygdalas talk to amygdalas. And so that's why you have to go back and reset your stress response so that you can come back and connect. So we're in this calm, connect, kind of um, yin-yang, right? This dynamic of I'm going to calm myself and I'm going to connect and then I'm going to get dysregulated and I'm going to calm myself. And actually what's cool is while you are self-regulating through that process, you're teaching your child how to co-regulate. I wish you could see my hands because I'm like doing this little dance with them pushing, you know, kind of a, a figure eight together. And that is a little bit what it is like when you're in that process of co-regulation and helping your child self-regulate. Parenthetically, you don't always have to do it. Your kid can, as long as everyone stays safe, can go find their way to regulate themselves. You don't always have to be the regulating adult. You can't do it. Remember when I said a couple of episodes back about therapeutic parenting and how you really, it's very difficult to be in this state all the time, to be the regulated, regulating adult all the time. It's why calm mama breaks are so important. It's why taking really good care of yourself is so important because this type of parenting requires a high level of uh, regulation within yourself really learning to self-soothe, to cope in healthy ways, to be very aware of your emotions and, and knowing, oh, I'm not really feeling so great today. What do I need? How can I bring more delight into my life? How can I, you know, can, maybe I should make a cup of tea. Maybe I should make myself, you know, maybe I should set the table nicely today or maybe I should light a candle or you know what? I really haven't been outside in a while. Whatever it is that you need to calm yourself. I'm inviting you to do that as often as you can. And I promise you'll be able to show up as the regulated adult that you want to be. Now, the third R is reward. And I think this one can be a little bit confusing. One very simple way to think about reward is the feeling that we all feel when our emotional, you know, big feeling cycle ends. Like it's really intense and your child is crying and they're really upset. And I call them big feeling cycles because I want you to always remember that it's a cycle, which means it has an ending. And so that big intensity, and then it ends, there's a reward in the ending. Actually, there's a little bit of pleasure that is created from becoming regulated after being distressed. So that feeling of, ah, is regulation. So we get that through movement. We get that through relationship. 
And then we feel a little bit of pop, like, oh, you know, and you watch this with your kids. They're like, I'm fine now. And then they just move on. And you're like, what? How, how, you were just crying so hard. Like, were you just manipulating me? Were you, you know, trying to like, you know, get what you want or whatever? We think that they were faking it in some ways, but actually getting soothed feels fantastic. So that in itself is a reward. We can also be intentional about how we create reward. And what we're seeking is like a little dopamine kick, but not too much. And I mean, that's why honestly we go to our phones and things like that because our brain is looking for a distraction. It's looking for a little way to like get some ease and some movement out of it. And again, nothing wrong with it. But with kids, we don't really want to like just shove a you know, a phone in front of them. Like that's not, it's soothing short term, but it, it actually, it doesn't feel great long term because you're not getting the rhythm. You're not actually getting the release of all of the pent up, uh, like cortisol and all the pump from your nervous system. So what can we bring in? I love to honestly bring in little tasks like, oh honey, you're crying so, so much. And I'm going to help you. Can you take this to the, your room real quick and come back? (laughs) Like a little teeny distraction, a little teeny task can be really helpful. Or if you start to see your kid dysregulating, you can kind of watch the pattern. You can give them a job, small job, you know, oh, will you carry this to that room? Or can you bring me a cup or some little task? Then your kid will get a little pop of like, oh, I did it. And they can actually shift and not have to dysregulate. It's a little test. It's like, let me just test to see if the, um, how stressed they are, how their nervous system, how activated it is. And you can give a little task or you can give a little bit of pleasure. And that's why, you know, you know, let's have snack or let's go outside or let's play Legos. The now what strategies that I teach in my classes are sort of, move your body, talk about it, show me, do something else. So the do something else, sometimes it can feel like, oh, we're bypassing and we're avoiding and we're letting our kid disassociate and check out, not deal with their feelings. I don't want you to constantly distract your children from their negative emotion. Absolutely not because they don't learn these self-soothing tools. But I want you to also feel a little bit free to offer a distraction, especially if it's movement, if there's rhythm involved and relationship. Honey, 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 let's go outside and throw the ball. Honey, 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 let's, let's come over here. And I want to show you, um, how to fold this towel, right? So we're bringing a little task. We're bringing a little pleasure. You know, can you help me real quick? Because I'm trying to figure out how to put this Lego on this Lego and I can't, or I'm trying to figure out how to button this Barbie's you know, a little dress or I can't get these shoes on. Can you come help me get these shoes on? Especially if it's a doll or stuffed animal or something, or I'm arranging your stuffed animals to prepare for a stuffed animal party. Do you want to put this stuffed animal here or there? So we're kind of pulling their brain out of that dysregulated state and into some sort of task, into some sort of thinking, which is cool. But you, your kid, they'll know if you're trying to distract them and not truly being compassionate. So we always want to connect first and 
then kind of offer some now what strategies. We want to connect by validating their emotion and making sure that they feel really seen and felt and heard. So we give that a beat, we validate, and then we try all these different um, regulation strategies. All right, so that those are the three R's of regulation. And I really wanted to share those with you on the podcast. If you are interested, I think the book, What Happened to You by Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey is an incredible resource. It's really, it's an easy read. It's not written very academic. It's kind of storytelling. So I loved it and I, I recommend it. And, and the three R's of regulation as I got the, that concept from that book. And I hope for your takeaway this week that while you're watching your child and they're freaking out and they're acting badly, like quote unquote badly, I want to invite you to see their behavior as a strategy that they are using to cope with overwhelm, to cope with discomfort, to see their behavior and think, huh, I think they might be dysregulated. What do they need? Rhythm, relationship, reward. So that framework, if you work within that framework of seeing the behavior as, a, as an expression of unmet emotional needs or struggle, you will shift into compassion faster and you will co-regulate faster, which is amazing. This concept of regulation is just one thing that I teach in the Emotionally Healthy Kids class. And I am, that next fall session starts, I think on October 12th. And so I really want to invite you. Yeah, we're going to meet on October 12th for six weeks. It's going to be a 9 a.m. session, 12 p.m. Eastern, so 9 a.m. Pacific. We're going to meet for six weeks and the class is $500. And I'm going to teach you how to calm yourself how to connect better with your kids, how to help your kids regulate, how to set limits in my limit setting formula, and then how to do consequences without pain and shame. So it's really, the, the class is com comprehensive. It's everything you learn on the podcast, but con you know, in one very six-week course. So you kind of really master the things. So if you love this podcast and you listen to it all the time and you haven't taken that class yet, get in there. Um, because I think you will love learning from me. I teach it live. So it's, you know, just us on Zoom. The classes haven't been very large. And so it's not like you, you know, you have to talk or anything, but you do get to ask questions. You do get to talk to me, which is nice. And you can, ask, you know, we can work through what's going on with your family. And then you get to be in the Calm Mama Club for the next six months after that. So there's a lot, and that's when you get to talk to me privately because in the club, you get 15 minute private sessions with me. Um, you have access to those every week, which is cool. Highly recommend that. That um, I, I don't know if we've opened up enrollment yet, but it's coming. So go to calmamacoaching.com, go to that programs page and you'll see the parenting classes and you can sign up for either the wait list or join if the doors are open. All right. I wish you this week the most regulated humans for yourself and for your children. And when you are, when you are dysregulated, you have permission to pause. You have permission to take excellent care of yourself. And when your kids are dysregulated, think about the three R's. All right. 
I will see you. Well, I won't see you because it's a podcast. I will talk to you next week. Have a great week.